Now Where's check. That? Now check it out. Oh, it's going live, and and it's the the stream the the one that we thought it was going to be. All right. All right. Let me publish. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's a split brain right now. I got to figure out how to shut down this other one. Uh, Randy Gelking, I got no audio, but let's. There we go. But he's in a different. He's not in the main one. I see. There we go. Oh, there he is. Let me. Can we put a um, link in the other chat? Just direct people over. Yeah, I think it's working now. I had to hit a different button to go live on YouTube for some reason. Whatever. Huh. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Mr. Peabody, how are you doing tonight? Welcome. I don't know. Welcome they... to the the awkward part of the beginning of the show where yeah. we yeah, creak. Where we waste 10, 15 minutes. We push the car forward down the hill and it starts. And, and Jerry looks so forlorn. We're going to get him. <laughs> we're going to get him psyched up here. Hey, I, I, feel, I feel like I've already done the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the show's over already. I, I would criticize technology, but I got to say it's been a it's been a triumph of technology week at our end. <laughs> yeah, the technology is. We used to have a joke in the old days about calling your part into the studio on the phone. It was like a big joke. Of course, now you you can call your part in on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we. We had a funny, uh, well, not funny, but uh, yesterday, um, my wife called me at work and said the trailer with all the games in it was stolen. Oh. And so we had a trailer stolen out of our parking lot. She put in a police report about 10 o'clock in the morning, and we posted it to Twitter and Facebook. And literally, like, this, like, word just went out. Like, massive, you know, internet spread of the word and somebody said throw the uh throw that up on ring neighborhood and so we threw the incident up on ring neighborhood and that connected to somebody in the next door app or whatever it is this like internet community and we had the trailer back within well we had we knew where it was within about three hours of posting which was wow. crazy uh we found it before the police did well that's not accurate we found it after the police ticketed it and towed it but did not identify it as a stolen vehicle, despite it having been reported two hours prior. <laughs> was your nice. stuff still in it and everything? Yeah. So the funny thing is, the the back door was frozen shut, and so <laughs> I think so. We had put a chain on the tire, and I think what happened is these guys dragged the trailer, and they had you know this one tire dragging, not spinning, got about a mile and a half away, and we're like, what the hell is this sound and racket and this right. not working? <laughs> And so they ditched it in an alley. And the posting on the neighborhood board was, hey, who the hell left the uh, left the trailer in the alley? I can't get out of my garage. <laughs> so we so we actually got a ticket from the city for blocking an alley. And we had to pay $140 impound lot towing fee, which was interesting. But our our, our laws at work. Our laws at work. Right. Are we out there? Are we, are we doing a show? We're, We're live. Doing. We're live. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm just warming it up. Yeah, let's uh, let's kick this off, okay? All right. Well, they come as if from outer space in a variety of weird guises. Defender, Pac-Man, asteroids. To fans, they represent a challenge. I wouldn't play a candy-ass game like Pac-Man. That's for girls and chumps. The guys who play Pac-Man are not very talented. They can't handle games like Missile Command or any of the real tough games. Video game fanatics from kids to businessmen are packing into the nation's arcades to play Pac-Man. 
It's the latest electronic toy. It's already more popular than Space Invaders or Missile Command. This is the current craze game, Pac-Man. I like the little man. He's really and he eats up all the other things, you know. How about that Pac-Man song that I hear around here all the time? Yeah, you sing it, you sing it a lot. You hum it. <laughs> Indeed, and play it on the jukebox at full volume. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, December 12th, 2019, and the time is now approximately 7.30 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Dad Daddio. I'm joined by, by my co-hosts, my co-hosts, my coast. I'm joined by my coast, Mark Timerunner Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and former world champion professional Gene Wrangler. Brian Thurston Howell III, and returning tonight, songwriter, keyboardist, arranger, vocalist, chemist, no wait, not a chemist, but otherwise, all around, super awesome, great guy, and keeper of the sounds, the one, the only, Mr. Jerry Buckner. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What an introduction. (laughs) Ah, very nice. (laughs) Chemistry. I wish I could have seen what you guys uh, were doing. It sounded great. I don't know what what happened. (laughs) Was that parts of that from uh, the 80s or something? I, could, I didn't get to see it. Oh, I yeah. totally made that up. Uh, no, he's talking about the clip at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> oh, that? Yeah, I just wove that together from some YouTube videos, just audio. Oh, cool. Uh, Dan, Ra- uh, Dan Rather and then some uh, local news outlets talking about Pac-Man and how awesome it was. Oh, what's the frequency? That guy? What's the frequency? Yeah. So, so I got to... Yeah, I'll I'll send you that clip if you want. It's fun. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you back on the show. We haven't seen you in about three years. Uh, you've you've had you've done a few things since. We have lots to talk about. We should probably get going. Uh, how about we jump uh, right in to uh, to what we like to call the arcade news. The Arcade News, Arcades, Pinball, Industry Alumni, Arcade Openings, Collecting, Celebrities, World Record Holders, Operators, Coin-Op, Conventions, New Products and Gadgets, Gamers, The Arcade News. I'm Brian McFarlane. I'm Adam Stevens. We interrupt the Thunder And now, The Arcade News with Brian McLeod! Welcome to The Arcade News. We've got three nice quick stories today. 
So, uh, Waffle House. First off, it's handing out music awards. The na- names of the most played songs at Waffle House. Um, number one song was Location by Khalid uh, uh, two years ago. This year came in at number three. Tennessee, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton came in first place honors. But of note, uh, Waffle House record legends, Jerry Buckner, Danny Jones, and Mike Stewart reunited to sing their classic, There Are Raisins on My Toast. Classic has been playing since its debut in the nineties. Okay, let's hear let's hear Jerry's take on this. What was that like? Oh well, there's the award. Can you see it? <laughs> Is that it? Is it it's the one shaped like a waffle? Or I, I, here, let me put a spotlight on it. Okay, there we go. There oh yeah, now yeah. I see it. It's right there next to the gold records and all the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really it was a lot of fun. The Waffle House, I got involved in that in 1982. A friend of mine, Mary Rogers, uh, was married to Joe Rogers, who owned Waffle House. It's a family-owned company. Hmm. And uh, we started doing these songs to play in the jukebox. And I thought it was a you know, pretty stupid idea, but, uh, <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't. It turned out to be a brilliant idea because they got tons of publicity from it. And, um, but we did the song. We were doing a lot of them. We did like five records a year at that time. And we would just uh, do these songs, and this particular one was the Raisin Toast song, and it was kind of a Four Seasons sound, if you remember who that group was back in the 60s. And uh, people love the song, and so we, we, got, we got awards. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's a cool award. I love it. And we got, uh, they had a lot of different people uh, that they've given these to. Uh, it, it's become, Waffle House has become like this, pop culture thing and uh, a lot of people do songs now about it so uh that's crazy know, it's fun getting the award i enjoyed it i love the waffle house we always when we go to florida visit my cousins we go to the waffle house it's super fun you know i can tell you things about waffle house too uh they the, the owners the original owners did not want to call it waffle house uh and you know why can you guess why they wouldn't want to call it waffle house no okay Okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, because uh, they it, it, they were afraid that people would just come for breakfast, which is kind of true, uh, even sure. to this day. Yeah. They don't have much of a dinner. They have a good overnight, a good breakfast, and kind of a lunch. And the other thing that's funny, and I'll shut up about Waffle House, is uh, originally they, were, they had just the stools and the counter, and then they started putting in uh, the, the, uh, uh, the booths. And and the and the owner Joe Senior didn't want to put booths in. Can you guess why? Uh, let me. Why would you not want booths? Because uh, elephants don't fit in booths. No. <laughs> okay, okay, wrong again. No. Uh, because he was afraid that people would. Uh, <laughs> it, when you sit on a stool at a at a counter, you don't sit there long because it's very uncomfortable. So you get up and leave, and uh-huh. somebody else comes in, and then they make more money. People would sit in the booths and uh, and not get up. Like you ever try to get a waffle house on a Sunday? You go in oh, there and yeah. people reading the the paper in the booth and you know talking and yakking. So he was right about that. But anyway, they they did it. You see, that's, that's funny, Joe. You, you, Joe Senior had it right. Right? He was he's a businessman. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it's into the re- you know the restaurant business, and he knew what the, was going on. But yeah, Waffle House uh, is an amazing thing. They're in I think twenty four states. There's thousands all over. And I th- and, I think honestly, if you wanted to talk about uh, anything you you could read the Bible or the back of an encyclopedia, and I'm pretty sure the the, the fans of your uh, music and your uh, voice work would be happy to hear you talk all night. So, 
don't worry about droning on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please continue. You know, uh, we've had a lot of crazy things uh, happen to us, but uh, uh, Waffle House is 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 one of the great parts of it. I I enjoy doing. It. I've I've been able blessed to do a lot of different things, and 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 that's uh, it's been one of the the fun things we got. I, I've probably written twenty five songs for them. And <laughs> some, some of them are, you know, pretty good. Some of them are pretty bad uh, because oh. you had to go, it was a committee thing. You would go in, you get a, a song idea and we would do a little demo and go in and then, you know, you had these corporate guys and they all got to say something and, you know, well, the song they, should they contain the word syrup. Please conclude the word syrup in there somehow. Well, it's as stupid as that. Yeah, I mean, they would say stuff, and, and you, you you take something in there, something you know pretty good, and, and they would you know want to tear it up. But uh, but, but we, syrup doesn't um, rhyme with anything. How do you make a song out of it? You know, the checks were good, so you know you keep going. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but no, but but by and large, we had a, 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 everybody was was cool, and, and we had a, a pretty good time. Um, I know they uh, one time. Uh, Mary did several songs in the beginning, and one time uh, she was in a Waffle House, and the the manager that was in there or whatever was talking to the cook, didn't realize who she was, and said something about, I can't stand that Mary Welch woman singing. (laughs) Her husband owned the business, you know, and the guy said, the the regional guy said to him, hey, that's his wife sitting over there, dumbass. Anyway, but Waffle House. I got a bunch of Waffle House songs that were never put out, so maybe I'll send them to you. Yeah, I'm I'm into nice. making one-offs of uh, of music to stick in my jukebox. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Oh man, I can I can set you right up, and you can be the Waffle House king. Of <laughs> I heard that I heard the Waffle House is, is they're in Minneapolis, right? Uh no, we don't have no, we don't know they're not. Or maybe it's Wisconsin. I think there was somewhere where they really are considered. You know, people love them and think they're you know like regular restaurants and everything right yeah oh yeah yeah we we, you know i just did a a bit with uh john grease the guy who plays uncle rico and my van from napoleon dynamite that i was just talking to you about off the air uh and they went espn took uh us to a waffle house and of course they have steak (laughs) and eggs in the morning right and the steak looks so weird it was like the perfect you know it just totally fit right in well the waffles are full of cream that's why (laughs) oh So you, if you, you know, when you when you're getting a lot of calories, but they are the best waffles. They're just yes. terrific. This food is really just, good. Waffle House food is good. It's uh, a lot better than most of your, uh, you know, of your chains, hamburger yeah. chains and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. The closest one to us is I think Illinois. Yeah. All right. There's two of them. Enough about Waffle House. The chatters are ready oh, to challenge on. Jerry in, in what's in the juke. So we got to move on to the next news article. So, moving, well, so this is actually a great story because it, from Dayton.com, um, in 2020, in Cincinnati, Columbus, and Indianapolis, as well as some other cities, they're going to be having the perfect format for Pac-Man Fever Song. There's going to be a life-size Pac-Man maze. And it's a puzzle. You have to complete the game. You'll be placed on the leaderboard and crowned the ultimate leader if you finish. However, if you're caught by a ghost, you lose a life. Three lives and you're out. So, um, anyways, it's uh, it's it's actually kind of interesting if you go look at this thing. It, it's a full-size kind of inflatable maze with people running around it. And then these people in ghost costumes chasing after the people inside. And, you know, of course, wasn't I think that, Wasn't this in the tag. movie Club Dread? Uh, 
Yeah, there no, was. <laughs> you can see the problems with this. You know, I mean, can I can I punch I mean, the ghost? Well, you got people running around, ghosts or whatever, grabbing right. people. I mean, you know. Yeah. I can see where that would be inappropriate touching. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah. what could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> no, is it, so tell me, is it so? It's a, it's like a an inflatable thing. What, what does it, it look like? It looks like so. The walls look like kind of a, almost a bounce house walls with mesh net kind of. Um, well, sorry, bounce house tubes with mesh net walls, so you can kind of see through the maze. Um, in different directions, but it's not clear. I mean, when you see it from above, it's like, well, that's pretty easy. I imagine when you're down, it's about, it looks like it's about seven, eight feet tall. And when you're down at kind of like regular level, it's probably somewhat confusing to get through. <laughs> so if you get if you get in a bind, you just pull out a, a pin and pop it. Yeah, you just, just a <laughs> knife and start cutting out. meshes oh. straight through. Right. I saw <laughs> as long as the like the at the center of the maze there isn't like a ball pit, then we're all good. <laughs> right. Yeah, Randy Gelking says, uh, well, just sign a waiver. <laughs> That's yeah, sure. So what's Probably the power to. pellet, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Take shoes off, no shoes allowed. Right, right. Yeah, oh. Yeah, that's so not, no, it's not good. They're going to be naked maze running and all this stuff. It's, it's, and, not, it's just going to be bad. Well, and the last thing that I'll go over, kind of a neat little product, because we haven't done products in a few weeks, was the Pac-Man cufflinks on Etsy released. Uh, oh, there's yeah. our Namco domed arcade token style cufflinks with Pac-Man on them and Namco. Um, they are $17.49 markdown, $7.50 for the holidays. But the <laughs> sale ends in 27 hours, so you better act quick. Um, but these are in a... Uh, yeah, so this is the, the 1980 release, 39th anniversary birthday. They couldn't just quite get to 40 yet. So <laughs> anyway, it's kind of a fun little product. So, All right. Oh, Pac-Man coupling. Okay. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Welcome to Back to the Cade, where we discuss things in the 80s and, and stuff. And so the first uh, the first thing we've been doing in this season uh, has been to play a vintage uh, television pod, uh, broadcast. rather. And the funny thing is, I think Adam sort of played a little part of this. I, pr- I probably maybe well, did. I did. This is the exact one I played. Okay. <laughs> So this is Dan Rather discussing the arcade game's addiction in the '80s. Oh yes, uh, let me uh, let me cue Let's this up for our cue listeners. this up so that we don't have to hear the the you know the um, <laughs> well, the advertisement for Grammarly. A variety of weird geysers, Defender, Pac-Man, Asteroids. To fans, they represent a challenge, but to critics, as Terry Drinkwater reports, they are a menace. Terry Drinkwater, a menace. Come on in. It's almost another world here in the video arcades of America. A billion games are played every month, a quarter each for escape, which can last a long time if you're skilled. Pitch yourself against the computer. Millions, mostly teenagers, have. So many, in fact, that psychologists are beginning to worry that some nerds are becoming spaced out on the space games. Spaced out. You can't get hooked on it. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. So the whole so arc- like, I got a you know I got a story on. That. Oh, you okay. do. Yes. Good. Let me uh, first. I'm going to go ahead and 
tell us your story. I'm, I'm just for the chatters. I'm letting you guys uh, watch the video on your own time. I'm going to put that in there. So, well, no, I don't. I don't want to interfere with that. Interfere with that, but I it made me think of a story. Yeah, go know. ahead. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but it's been, what, three years, so nobody sure. remembers? Right. Everything's fresh. <laughs> In fact, maybe I don't remember. No, I, I, we, uh, we, we went to New York um, to do a show, one, one of the many times. And we, we were on, uh, 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 oh, my brain's not working, uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Oh. You remember Nickelodeon? You remember yeah, Nickelodeon? Yeah, yeah. Is that still he, around, even? There's, uh, you know, the, those guys the, in Mall of America have a Nickelodeon universe in the middle yeah. of it. There is a well, Nickelodeon anyway. channel, yeah. Yeah, Nickelodeon channel. Anyway, so we get up there, and uh, this is right in the – I mean, you know, this is the middle of when it's – everything is crazy like what you just heard. So we're in the, the green room, and we're all waiting. It's packed full of people, and they had different things. People they had a couple of people, TV show people, and they and, and Gary and I were there, and uh, and they had some guys, representatives from some of the video companies. And this was like a talk show kind of thing that – was a big show on the channel. It was kind of like a Phil Donahue thing where they had an audience in there, the kids, and they would talk and ask questions. Anyway, so we're sitting in there waiting for the show to start, going to be a live show. And in the middle of all this, they placed these women. There was three or four of them who had formed this group, anti-video game group. You know, oh, no. Traveling across America, you know, that just to thwart this, uh, you know, this, this the, the video game stuff. Yeah. And so they're in there. Well, it didn't take long before they get into an argument with these the video guys, the companies, you know, and they're having this like, you know, argument. And so I'm sitting next to one of the women. I'm sitting here with Gary and I look at him and we're thinking, hey, when they find out who we are, I mean, you know, we're going to have claw marks on our face. So we're sitting there, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, kind of like this. And suddenly the woman kind of looks at me and she turns and she says, aren't you the guys that do the Batman Fever record? And reluctantly, I... Yeah, you know, and she said, "Can I? I I got a copy of the record I brought with. You. Can I get your autograph on her <laughs> to give my daughter? You know, she loves it." And I go, "Oh yeah, sure." And we sign everything, and then she promptly walks out on national television and starts, you know, putting down the game industry and how terrible right. it was. You know, never forget that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe she was into the fever part. Yeah, she had the fever. She's like, I like <laughs> yeah. that fever. She had. Other things, but won't go that. <laughs> oh. she, she was attractive. Mm. No, you're not allowed to no. say that on, on the air. No. <laughs> well, yeah, can we do that? No, I don't know. Uh, how does she identify? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. So All right. this uh, this this part, right? Mark was. This is what we've been looking forward to the whole time. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's called something like "What's in the Juke." Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Welcome to What's in the Juke, where we play a small part of a popular song, and hopefully our chat participants are able to guess it. At the moment, if you are able to guess the title of the song, you will get probably a full point. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. we play a, a, a thing for that. Full point. There right. you go. If you're able to guess the artist, which uh, we're just actually not going to even bother with tonight, and you'll find out why later, uh, you would point. you would have normally gotten half point, yes. Yeah. So let's go ahead and begin with our half first song, point. Adam. And let's keep it oh. clean. <laughs> right? No fighting. <laughs> no fighting. <laughs> All right. So here comes the... Okay. 
uh, we do already get. Did you already give him the hint? Andy the Baldwin hint says he's gonna all... he's gonna kick Jerry's butt at this game. All of these songs were on the same album. That's your hint, except for two. Oh, except for two, right? All right. The Cl- am I allowed to play or you? Sure. <laughs> oh no, you you are definitely not. Oh yeah, we got it. Well, for one thing, we're like on a five second delay, so they they won't they'll be upset. They'll never make it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Pac-Man <laughs> fever. It is not that. <laughs> Somebody said, is this Pac-Man fever? You like, no. To me. <laughs> On a I like playing this song because nobody flags it. <laughs> a strange It's Jerry Buckner. No way to I'm flagging it right now. <laughs> so far, nobody in the chat has guessed it. Come on, chatters. They're going to get it when the chorus comes. You came to me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That, that know, was that, uh, that song was originally about my. Uh, this is a little sad. Yes. Get your tissues out. Okay. But it's true. It was uh, my I had lost my one of my dogs that I loved crazy about this dog had died just a couple of weeks before and I doodle around with that just kind of working through all that loss and and then we saw the movie and decided to do it and we thought this melody and stuff would work with it and everything which I thought it did. Yeah, it's a pretty. Did I bring everybody down now? Everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, where's the version where it's about your dog? I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing like nothing like a, a dog story that you know. Yes. Bring so that, down. that song is "Et I Love You," and you're going to talk about that in a little bit and how people can get it by purchasing your book. Okay, and the next uh, track is this one. going to require the actual name, right? The full name of this. Sure. That's a lot. Okay, that's... That's enough? Okay. That's enough of that? It's yeah, way is, too much. Who's, who still owns these songs? Who's who's the owner of the this album, Jerry? You mean the, of the tra- master tracks? The original master tracks, yeah. Well, CBS Records still owns okay. it. Yeah. But we, did the, we did the redo, which is, you know, was plug, plug here. Plug, nice. plug. Arcade Jason is in the lead with one point. He guessed the correct name of the song. Oh, great. So we got a full point. So, it, 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 hey, the originals to this song weren't lost in that Universal Fire or anything, were they? Uh, did, I, I mean, know. did you hear about that? I did hear about it, yeah. Another happy uh, Universal writer, probably. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I tell you what, I'll throw in whoever wins. I'll throw in this uh, a brand new CD if they want one. You oh, want to sweet. do that? Yeah, sure. yeah. That's a great idea. Okay, next track. And, uh, I'll even sign it, and we can get it to the winner. Awesome! That is that's sweet. Thanks for doing oh. that. Thanks, are up now. 
lovable. Oh yeah, just... now see now they're going now they're all saying going berserk, going berserk. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Squeeze me. <laughs> Next track. Wait, this. Is this the new yeah, album? Kind of off the lyrics. Are. Oh, I supposed to stop right You're there? You're not doing this very well. Oh, well, took care of that one, didn't I? I want to play a little bit of the tracks. Well, yeah. you have to you have to play a little bit of the intro and then stop it, and then when somebody makes their guess, then you can continue it. Okay. Has anybody guessed it yet? Um, let me. Uh, uh, no. See. Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody is in with Mousetrap. He's got one full point. So it, now we have a fight. Point. We have a full fighting chance here. Next track. I don't even don't have to do you. anything else for that. Gee, what could that be? Hmm. I think it's Major Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a- alien Poker. Uh, oh. Got to play a little bit of this song. I really like this. This is a good one. This should have been a single. It's a dirty, filthy job, but it's gotta be done. That's a great opening line. Yeah, you, Gary you, always liked the dirty, filthy blind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. But and you wrote it, right? Really, yeah, we, yeah, we wrote everything on there. Yeah. Did you come up with that line? <laughs> I'm going to sweeten the deal. I'm going to throw in one of our pop sockets with the CD. Oh, maybe Whoa. We should, should we give a pop socket to like the second place winner? All right. I mean, Defender was Andy Baldman. Andy Baldman's in the game now. Yes, sir. All right. Beautiful pop Full socket. Point. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. The pop sockets go on the back of a phone allow you to hold oh, it without much I effort. I love it. It's great. Since you don't drop your phone. Yep. For it... it Yes, he says. He says I got pack. I got Pac-Man fever. Can you see that? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Nice. And there's the back. Peel off the and you stick it on the back of your phone. And, and 3M is a uh, Minnesota company. Yeah. Then, then you can walk around holding your phone with one hand. I mean, you know. It's Minnesota mining and what? And uh, with the three manufacturing. Anyway. Minnesota mining manufacturing. Okay, next track. I don't know how long to make this one go. Jerry, can you tell if these are the originals or the or the new album? Oh. Here we go. Someone has to be digging out the album by now. Asteroids around me don't know where to run. I'm somewhere between the moon and the sun. I'm in command of three ships and there's more on the way. I'm a space cadet. I can really play. Arcade Jason gets it with hyperspace for another point. Full point. All right, the next track. Excellent work. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I 
think they're just letting us play the songs because they want to hear it. I love the syncopation on this one. <laughs> that was actually derived from a uh, commercial. We used to write jingles here in Atlanta, and we did a, a jingle for a, a skating uh, company, a chain of skating rinks. And uh, we loved that. We loved it. So when we did the album, we kind of stole some of the, <laughs> some of that, which we had written the jingle too. So we kind of stole some of that and put it in there. But I always liked that one. That's a good one. Arcade Jason, I'm giving it to you. Donkey Kong Do The was your answer. Full points. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next track. My I don't know what that one's about at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that is somebody's going to get it. I just know it. I kind of want to know what are the songs that you were like, you, you, you tried to do it and you're like, forget it. This isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, did you have one like what, that? What are the trash songs that you couldn't do? Uh, that's a really interesting question. We had uh, one song, I can't remember what it was, but we, after wrestling with it, we just hated it so much. We just said, erase everything. Just light <laughs> up, light every track up red and erase it. Don't ever want to hear it again. <laughs> uh, and there was a song that we were going to do on the album that we never got around to. And that one, I can't remember. I've got pieces of it somewhere. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, no, I think we, uh, I know we had some games that I know we wanted to do something on, uh, space invaders, oh. but we didn't come up with it. Cause that was a big game in yeah, those days. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, we, we couldn't come up with anything. So, you know, well, there's been many a Pac-Man song made after the one you guys made. But not yeah. as good, Inclu- yeah. <laughs> including one they just made for the 40th anniversary, and it's terrible. You know, I don't know what that's about. I saw that. I thought, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It's just a bunch of people bouncing around to Pac-Man yeah. sounds, and none of the people in that video even know what Pac-Man is. Yeah. <laughs> Adam has that playing on his uh, stereo right next to his exterminator. You're just upset because you played. It was a news article I didn't like. Like <laughs> <laughs> they released the 40th. Why didn't they ask Jerry to come back and do it? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't because they didn't want to pay for it. I guess you oh. done it for free. I guess I don't know. You, what should have had you done, Jerry, is like bring in like a bunch of modern artists and have them do like a duets version of it. You know, like you you write the music and they put the rap in it, they put the the pop in it behind it, and you could have done some fun stuff. You could have maybe yeah. had some, you know pick pick one of your favorite new artists and had them collaborate with you. So. Yeah, I mean we could have. Uh... Uh, been happy to, you know, I think we could have not done any worse. <laughs> yeah. Is there, yeah, exactly. Is there any, is there anyone, uh, who's like, like you would consider doing a new version of Pac-Man with? Oh, I, you know, whoever would be interested, would love to, you know, yeah. um, we're always open. Sure. Yeah. It's like, uh, at a time doing it, you know, we did the record route thing back in 20, was it 12? 12. 12. Yep. 
that was a lot of fun doing that, and uh, that come out pretty good. Just get um, Mark, Mark Ronson and you guys in the same room, and then you know throw in a yeah, little... I love yeah, I would love that would be great, be fun. Uh, Okay, so uh, who got that last one? Oh, Descent. That was uh, R.K. Jason again. He's he's ahead with four points. Four points. All right. Yep. So here we go. <laughs> we just played this last week. Ribbit. Somebody said this sounds like Love nine to five. Magic. Froggy takes one step at a time. The way that he moves has no reason to rhyme. He hops and jumps, dodges and ducks, cars and buses, vans and trucks. Go, Froggy, go! Okay, so who did that voice? Is that, that was Gary. Oh my Gary. gosh, that's awesome. Wow. There, there was, uh, yeah, he did that. We wanted that to be the single. We liked that one for the second single, but the label wanted Donkey Kong. They felt like that was stronger so that's that was actually the second donkey Kong was the second single but uh we kind of like that one but yeah gary that song there was a, a show on in the 50s when we were just kids little kids running around and it had uh, a guy named jingles on there and uh they had a uh, it was a kid's show and it had a, an old grandfather clock and there was this stupid frog that would come up and uh and and some smoke would come up and he would puff up, you know, and he would give this guy a hard time. This, I don't know, you have to be old like us to know it. But anyway, the frog, uh, he would go, uh, twanger, magic, twanger, froggy. And this thing would, <laughs> you know, it appear, you know. And so <laughs> Gary threw that in in the song we thought for fun. And people ask all the time, what is that about? You know, well, you know, you I love it. I think it's hilarious. It's a, and I remember listening to that song at uh, my neighbor's house on his little record player. We loved that song, The Froggy's Lament. Yeah, okay. it, was, it, was, it was a fun and, song. And it looks like Mike Page is in the game now with a point. Am I reading that? Right? That's right. All right. Full point. Mike Page. I got to thank Mike Page because he has uh, graciously sent uh, Arcade Radio uh, a bag of goodies. So uh, after this show, uh, we will probably start handing out some of these cool uh, magnets of things like computer space. Uh, oh, Star Wars, cool. and they're like five inches, and they're handmade out of wood and magnet. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So there's a, a whole Pac-Man bag of them. In there anywhere? I do have a Pac-Man in here. We should send that to Jerry. I would love to have it. All right, let's, all right so <laughs> put these away, and when I have, I'll dig through it later. I'll mute it while we're doing something else. And then I'll make sure it gets into the mail to you. Oh, you got your shirt too, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, t- I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. And uh, somebody already grabbed it. Yeah, uh, I get stuff. It's a cool shirt. That's a and, fun uh, one. I think we might we might want to do something with those and maybe sell them or something. But those are cool. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. brought it in, and, and my family. Whenever we get stuff, if it's cool, they, somebody takes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe gone. we'll just send you a few more. I, I ran yeah. them just before Thanksgiving on a sale, and they were really cheap. So, I'll uh, I'll talk price with you. We can. Figure out. It's a nice shirt. It's a nice. I mean, it's it, the texture. You know, material is nice. Yeah, nice they're, they're decent shirts. They're not bad at all. And they got a pull-off tag, so you don't have to worry about that dumb tag, rich and so on. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, next track is coming up. Okay, this one's going to be a difficult one. Yeah, really. Was this released? Never released. Okay. 
Oh, this is a new song. Ish, newish. Oh, I. When was this written? Uh, you know, we did this. Uh, you know, like I say, when Clinton was president. Yeah, ninety-two to yeah. what two thousand, right? I guess it's yeah, that area. New. Yeah. The last thing we ever did, and no one's ever heard this song. Uh, it, it's uh, we did a song for Angry Birds, and we never were able to get with oh, the yeah. company to work a deal out to put it out. And so it sits hidden away. Uh, it was the last thing Gary, before he passed away, last thing he sang lead on. Okay. And uh, I'd love to release it someday, but we're afraid of getting sued. But uh, but we did, you know, we did that, uh, did something on Angry Birds. I thought it was a good track. But, ah, you know. oh, that's right. Last, last uh, episode we had you on, I was going to contact the Angry Birds people. They never replied those I know they they must be too angry to reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just too... So it looks like Arcade Jason pulled that one out. Full point. Okay. True fan in there. All right, here we go. Uh, this last track you may have heard of. Yeah. There you go. Just, well, that, that, that's interesting because I think that the, those first two lines and Gary wrote that that uh, that when we wrote together, but he wrote those particular lines, and I think that summed up the whole thing, don't you? I mean, the whole yes. what it was back then. Yes. And uh, they, anytime there's articles in line or newspapers or magazines, they love to use that line, which is fine. We're you know happy that they would use it, but I think that was a. I think Gary did a really great job on that opening. I think that that was the whole thing right there. I I totally agree with you, and it's so thematic. So it's like an anthem for the era, and a, and I just you hear that first opening line, and you can't help but smile. It's just an awesome song. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah, that's why I say when people you know talk to us or give us a hard time about stuff or something, I say, look, we just. Wanted to have fun. We cut some tracks, and <laughs> fortunately, uh, people still like them. I mean, kids hear these CDs today, and it's just like they still love them. They love the songs and stuff, and so we had a good time. But uh, and uh, remind me when that song hit number. It came. It got up to number two. Well, it got number three in in what was called Record World. There was three major charts in those days: Billboard, Record World, and Cashbox. Sure. Record World was no longer around, but it was number three, which is really that was more realistic. Uh, but it was, I think we hit number in Billboard number seven, I think, or oh, eight. Okay. In 1982. 82, yeah. 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 The and song I, actually came out in 81, the fall of 81. <coughs> yeah. But it didn't really hit till 82. So, so that, of course, was Pac Man Fever. And who got that one? Uh, that would be Mr. Peabody. So oh, he boy. pulled up second place. I, I, I presume this means Arcade Jason gets the CD that's oh. signed, and Mr. Peabody gets. The circular if, sticky thing that I well, you know the name is that okay <laughs> is that okay with you Jerry if we send out two pairs yeah. oh yeah okay. get the names and addresses for the winners and we'll send this stuff out okay, all cool. right all right guys uh, you know how to hit me up but uh, find me on Facebook or uh, send me an email at Adam at Arcade Radio <clears throat> and I'll take care of that for you I think I already have one of these guys uh, or both of them but. Anyway, send me your addresses again. And make sure I have them, and then uh, we should uh, we should roll to the next segment.
I think. Which is I, uh, we, I, we check kinda, for a li- what's that? I said I was I I was I kind of uh, have to jump here in a few minutes. Oh dear. Well, we were just about to get to the interview. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> the reason we're all here. Well, let's do one. Let's do an interview. Let's do it. All right. All right. Here we go. This is the reason we're here. Welcome to the show again, Jerry Buckner. And, uh, you know, we probably only have a few questions. We, we've been talking to you all night, so we've got right. a lot of overlap here. But we did want to talk to you about your book right away. So yes. why don't we talk immediately this about book that? right here. There yes. it is. <laughs> well, and give us the full title of that book, if you wouldn't be. You know, we, I don't know if book is appropriate. It's, it's not real thick. It's a quick read. Um, this is a pamphlet. A pamphlet, maybe? <laughs> well, it's more than a pamphlet. We'll do I don't know. A booklet. Let's call it a booklet. Yes, booklet. yes, I like that. But, a but, it's cool, but it's got a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stories and stuff in there. And uh, but the the cool thing is the this is the print version. Then you have the uh, Kindle version, which is uh, got links to all kinds of songs and music. It's a, I mean, it's a great deal for the price. Uh, so you can get either one. And a lot of people like these for Christmas. We've sold a few, you know, and um, and I've signed some of them or whatever. But uh, but that's the book, Pac-Man Fever. You can get it on, uh, you can get it on uh, Amazon. Okay. Pac-Man you, Fever, you the story behind the unlikely 80s hit that defined a worldwide craze. Does that sound like a publishing company that made that up? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a longer title. <laughs> the unlikely. Uh, anyway. Well, the cool thing about that book, though, is it's not just a book about your, your uh, yours and Gary's history. It's... And and all throughout the book, uh, he calls you Gary and Jerry, uh, which I think is funny, or Jerry and Gary, one of the way. But uh, it's it's also got some goodies if you buy it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got that's why I say it's got some, a lot of good stuff, a lot of links to stuff, a lot of music, songs, stuff you haven't heard, pictures you haven't seen, uh, it, stories you haven't heard. Uh, you know, including all kinds a of stuff. a country version of Pac Man Fever. Oh, I know it's it's pretty rough, but uh, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> the idea that uh, anything Pac-Man at that time, uh, what happened is we we did the song, and a friend of ours did it, did a good job, you know, but uh, our management company, all of a sudden, they said, they said, you know, this may not be a great idea, because if people go out and buy this version instead of, you know, the, the, the pop version, I never thought that was any danger, any danger sure, of that sure. happening. But uh, so they killed it. They, a major label wanted to put it out, one of the labels. But then our management people said, nah, let's not do it. Yeah. But it, it did escape on a few uh, little pressing, local pressing somehow. I don't know how that happened, but it's out there. And you can hear that. Yeah, the Pac-Man Country version. And, the, and then there's E.T. I Love You, and there's a bunch of other tracks that you get with the, with the purchase of the book. It's pretty cool. I mean, uh, it's an interesting way to handle... Uh, print when you go to the kindle you have the ability to just put in links and have people go to stuff supposedly uh, i'm told by the publisher that this has not been done before with kindle where you have music along with everything else so it's kind of a a new thing and uh, it seems to be working out pretty good yeah so i read it and i reviewed it i loved it so you guys should buy it it's it's five bucks Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Your twenty dollars is on the way. All right. <laughs> you don't make money that Self-order. way. You just don't make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mentioned, can we mention the, the the pop sockets because I got boxes of them here. Sure. We gotta sell these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, pretty, do you, how do you buy those? Go to eBay. Uh, well, you can go to uh, Buckner Garcia 
Uh, I think you can go there and there's a link. But if you go to my, if you go to Facebook, Jerry Buckner on Facebook, uh, we have a link on it there, and you can get them. They're they're fun. People love them. We're buying them. We're selling a lot of them. People like them. That's cool. And you know who? A lot of a lot of them are being sold to the to ladies. Ladies seem to like this. Yeah, I think that's a lady thing mostly. Yeah, my wife definitely is. She's sad actually that hers broke off, and I'm about to buy one. So here we there go. You go. You're a good man. You are good. Man. I <laughs> should buy you. a couple. I'll buy one Thanks. for Lily and one for Christine. How's Thanks that? for confirming my masculinity, Jerry Walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd hey. be good. <laughs> we know who runs these places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, are you working on any voice projects right now? Yeah, off and on, you know, things come and go. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I enjoy doing it, and um, it's just changed around. You know, I don't have any major thing going on at the moment. Just I do a lot of commercials, a lot of jingles, and a lot of uh, not jingles so much, but um, just different. Voice over all over the world, you know, it's amazing. I mean, the internet is just so cool. Yeah, uh, do business in India and China and stuff because they need American voices for stuff. But I do stuff here, and I did Morgan and Morgan law firm recently, which is I don't know if you have those there, but they're a big chain around the country. I but I just do a lot of different stuff. I've actually uh, <clears throat> been out to your website a few times, and you've got you've got some great stuff. Can I just play like the John Mellencamp one? The, oh yeah, that was a no, that one was cool. Yeah, let me let me uh, just play this. Grammy winner, rock and roll hall of famer John Mellencamp returns with his new album, Sad Clowns and Hillbillies, including the hit single Grand View, featuring Martina McBride. I love that. I mean, it's like you just yeah. have a perfect voice for that, uh, <laughs> and it's described uh, as the stylings of Sam Elliott and Morgan Freeman with a little bit of uh, a southern. Yeah, a little bit. Of, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's pretty kind sweet. of a, people love that kind of a that's probably the most popular voice i do i do three or four different kinds of voices and people love the morgan freeman they love the uh the sam elliott and uh something about a southern voice that i don't know if people like it and yeah even and freeman has kind of a southern voice you know but uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i enjoy doing it. i enjoy doing it and uh, you know it's fun we didn't have to have you do some voiceovers for the show it'd be fun yeah. all right that's and then uh uh, I got it. So we we dug up the Wreck It Ralph track. Well, Mark, why don't you tell us what you found today uh, when you were digging around? Right. So you know, we we I don't think we discussed this in the last show. I know that you've talked about it in other interviews that you've given, but you know, the track you made for Wreck It Ralph. Uh, now, was that somehow related to the Oscars, or am I am I mistaken in some way, or? No, uh, the soundtrack was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it was uh, nominated, it nominated and won, uh, won a uh, gosh, what do you call it? The the, the show that's on before that. Um, you know, there's there's three or four of those. Right. right. I can't think of the one that it won in, but oh, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah. 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 Uh, there you go. And. Um, and, and it was nominated for Oscar the soundtrack, uh, which it didn't get. But right. um, but yeah, that's 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 very true and very cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, to go in a, you know to go into a theater and you know sit down there and see we went in to see the movie when it first came out and then you hear your song come up on the screen uh, and and the credits and stuff and you look at that and you go. Very <laughs> cool. I love that. Got to play a little bit of this song here.
that the one? Is that you, is that you playing <laughs> keyboard? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how I love that. It's a. It's it's got a good vibe. Felix the Felix is a really great guy. Watching it all turbocharged when it's a vibe. Who did the the vocals? Was that Dave? Uh, Dan Jones did that, and Danny's a, a friend, been around forever, and uh, played. He's played in a lot of our songs and been kind of in the band if we did anything. And uh, so we, you know, we didn't think we could do it at first, but then uh, Disney said, "Well, can you do it with a different singer?" And, I said, well, so I checked with Gary's wife because I just I didn't want her to you know to feel weird about it, and she said, no, no, do it, you know. So we did it, and uh, uh, he did a good job, and and I think a real good job, and great. He did the back vocals too, did a great job, but it came out. I was real happy with it. I think the track came out good. People like it. Hey, Mark, I love it. Hey, Mark, there's a call in the hopper. Do you think it has anything to do with Jerry? It's probably a Jerry voicemail. We have I'll a bet you might we have, have a voicemail we have to play. Okay. What? Well, we got a voicemail on our our thing here. Let me play it okay. real quick. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey, Arcade Radio OK Boomers. <laughs> it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert Bob. and technician. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I know it's been a while, but last time I called, uh, you know, with Jerry, I, had to, I thought I had Pac-Man fever. And so it, it turns out I just had syphilis. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got that. Uh, oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. No, I mean, no, no. I meant, I meant, I had the sniffles. Yeah, the sniffles. <laughs> Man, they were, they were super annoying. I had stuff dribbling out of my nose for like two weeks. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, welcome back to the show, Jerry Buckner. I treasure your presence here on Earth, and I look forward. To your musical song offerings. Now that's it for me, guys. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Zers the deck out. Hey, Bob. He calls us every time. It's, it's nice to be a part of a high class show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got these crawlers that call in. No, that's great. Who was that? Oh, Bob Zarzadek. Zarzadek. Oh yeah, he's a regular. Yeah, he lives in a he lives behind a, a Walmart. Yeah, and a cargo container. Yeah, you might have somebody check on him. That he's okay. <laughs> His adventures have taken him out to the SpaceX platform in the ocean. I mean, we've we've had oh, some yeah. interesting calls from Bob. Good oh. times. <laughs> Just give me my number, please. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, Bob. I love you. Yeah. I know you're listening. I love you. I, I appreciate there you go. Mentioning it, and uh, he doesn't. He's not dangerous, is he? No, he. Well, not, yeah, he's harmless. never been arrested. So, <laughs> so well, far, got, right? he got pulled over that one time for going eighty-eight miles an hour. But yeah, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> he's not a stalker, or anything. No. <laughs> so uh, I know I, we might have mentioned this uh, on the last show, but have you seen any of the fan-created music videos for Pac-Man Fever? Oh yeah, it's amazing. Some of the stuff. Some of them's really good. you really, uh, and then some of it, you know. But uh, yeah, there, uh, there's one guy in there that does plays bass guitar or something, and does the song on bass, which is interesting. I mean, I, I saw that. I, I don't know how you do that, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Sometimes I'll go on just to look at it once in a while, and and they keep, you know, they they keep doing it, and it's just it it's great. I mean, I love that. Uh, and when we get to do some shows, we were just as you mentioned off air was in Florida a couple weeks ago. And I, I love, you know, talking to the folks and, you know, they'll bring records in sometimes and sign stuff and talk. And 
you know, it's it. I understand that you know the record came out. It's it, it's part of a of a, a pop culture that that just continues on. It gets bigger and bigger, actually. And it's great to be a part of that. I love meeting all all, all the all the folks that uh, that like the games and like the album. It's great. Hey, Mark, did Adam go to sleep? I put him to sleep. He's gonna... no, no. What? Oh, oh, that that has a thought. That may to get have it. happened. Oh, I muted. Sorry. Oh, Jerry, you mentioned that there was uh, one radio station that refused to play Pac-Man Fever. You're telling us a little bit of a story here before the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what? What? Tell us what happened with that. <laughs> Well, in the early days, uh, now this this actually there's two segments sections of this story. Uh, in the early days before Pac-Man, we were doing songs and putting songs out ourselves. You know, we'd scrape up the money to put a few records out, and we, uh, you know, you go around, you try to do stuff, and nobody wants to. You know, the radio stations, you know, yeah, yeah, get out of here. So we we had this song. We were actually getting a little bit of action on it. We went to a radio station in our hometown, Akron, Ohio. And went into and there was the the, the the program directors in there, and we go in and talk to him. And you know the the music directors and program directors at radio stations, you know, you had to be you know nice to these guys. I mean, they could you know make or break you. So we're in there and we're doing our you know thank you for listening to our record. So he listens to our record, then he goes, well, let me play you a real hit, and he puts on some <laughs> song by a you know a current big artist, you know that's already out there. But he's 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 acting like he's predicting it's a hit, and it's already it. Well, that was all Gary could take. He kind of had a short fuse. And Gary says, you know, he said, that's that's uh, Creed's Clearwater, whoever it was. He says, anybody would know that's a hit, you know. And the guy goes, what do you mean? And then pretty soon it just, you know, busted loose. And this yelling and screaming and this guy uh, was just so, he said, get out of our radio station. We'll never play this record. Get out of here. You know, and they're screaming, Gary's screaming. And he takes our record. And he breaks it. And it's not easy to break a 45, you know. No. And he snaps that sucker. And we're at the door. And he, throw, <laughs> he throws it at us and just misses Gary's head. And Gary's, you know, giving him the, you know. And uh, so we go out the door. And we and we, we climb in the car. And we stop at a McDonald's. And we go in and sit down. And, and Gary says, I guess we blew that, didn't we? <laughs> uh, uh, wow. The funny thing is, that particular record was called Gotta Hear the Beat. And it was a, a horrible record on purpose, on purpose. <laughs> but they ended up playing it because people liked it. They were calling, but he would never admit it. Well, years later, this is years and years and years later, um, when Pac-Man's Fever's a big hit and all over the world, all everywhere, Columbia Records calls our management company and they go, hey, listen, there's a station in, uh, it was a pretty good sized market, uh, won't play the record. Uh, <laughs> something about the program director, you guys had a problem with him. And we said, what was his, what's his name? And they told us, we go, that's a guy from, you know, 10 years ago in Akron. And he still, never forgot it. Wouldn't play our record. Wow. <laughs> I think he did. I think he just said he wouldn't probably like before. Talk about so, yeah, that's uh, when we got kicked out. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't Do you, happen. That now, you have, you, there's a story you told about 38 Special the last show. So we're not going to get into that. I think it might be in the book as well. In the and, book, yeah. And, and you had this incident. Were there any other, like... Can, can you dig deep? Is there anything else that that like uh, was just ludicrous that happened in a studio or at a at a radio oh, station? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I we we were, we were this is after Pac Man, and we were decided to do a song. They wanted us to do songs about current pop events. So Mr. T was huge. <laughs> okay, and so mm -hmm. we come up with a really great record. Sadly, it's a great record, but uh, anyway, we're into going into recorded, and uh, the, the engineer at the time who's a very close dear friend now. I won't mention his name because it's embarrassing. But uh, he was uh, working part of our 
tracks. We were coming in in the morning or the daytime, and 38 Special was recording their album at night, which their album went gold, ours went gold. It was kind of a cool time. Anyway, so uh, they're in there, and, and he's working with them. So we come in there one day, and every day we come into work, he had to tell us about how great it was last night working with the 38 Special and all this stuff. So uh, this one particular day we come in, we're tired, you know, we're trying to get this album done, and he's telling us how great something was. And I just looked at him, I said, you know, that's just a bunch of guitars and, you know, crap. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he tells 38 Special that night what we said. And, uh, you know, the, the, I, I said, it's guitars and shit. That's what I said. <laughs> well, and it wasn't aimed at those guys because they're a great band. And it was just we're tired of this. So somehow Gary gets blamed for it. And we come in the next day, and one of the guys in the band had dripped on this picture. It was awful. The picture of Gary, and they made him look real, real squatty and fat, you know, and fat head. And they made a little belt with Pac-Man all over it, you know. And they made him look like a Neanderthal guy, you know. Just awful, you know. And uh, <laughs> made fun of him. So he saw that, and he goes, okay. So about a week later, he comes in with something. And he had went out and got a blank, somewhere bought a blank album you know, white sleeve that you put an album in and he commissioned a, a professional artist to draw this, make an album cover. And it was uh, called guitars and shit by 38 special. <laughs> and it had a, in the middle of it, a giant, you know, uh, blob of dog crap, with little, <laughs> you know, pilot with the little things coming off, you know, the signify it was smelled. And then on the side, he had songs of the album listed. It was cut. One was uh, guitars and shit. Cut two was shit guitars. Cut three was two shit and a guitar. <laughs> it went on for a and so they put that up over. The, he put that up over the studio. Well, uh, one of the guys in the band, I don't know which one, the bass player, somebody, he got really, really mad. He was gonna, be, you know, beat Gary up, which never would have happened. Gary was a maniac sometimes. Oh yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, and 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 the guy that the engineer guy he still has the album, and I beg him. I I keep calling him, please. I want that album. Belongs to us. I want that. It's something Gary did. He goes, well, I, you know, it's he had put away somewhere. I'll get it someday, you know. But I like to get it back. But it was a funny thing, funny joke. <laughs> but Gary got blamed for it. I'm the one. He used to get blamed for stuff all the time. Uh, we, we we were in Nashville, and the stuff that I did, we were at a publisher on another song we were trying to do, and and this guy listens to it, and he, and he finally says, says, well, he said, you know, and he puts it down and says all this negative stuff. He says, but. But, of course, that's my opinion. That's what you're here for, right? And I spoke up. I said, no, we're not here for your opinion. We don't care about your opinion. We're trying to sell a master tape. You know, well, Gary gets blamed for that. And they call over our manager. They said we were being abrasive and all this stuff. And uh, it was, before we get there, he, I'd run my mouth and he'd get blamed for it. Uh, so that's me. <laughs> well, yes, uh, hello? Yeah, we're we're still here. You're still thinking about the guitar album. I'm no, I'm plugging your book and your. Uh... Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He finished typing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make sure every arcade, every arcade nerd has a link to your book and your. Uh... Yeah, Walter Day printed up these beautiful cards, and I love Walter Day. Walter, I I wish you were listening, but uh, I know you're a busy guy, Walter. We got all kinds of stuff here, and he's printed these things up to eat. To commemorate the uh, the the uh, book being sent out. Okay. So anyway, wow. There's, 
there's the picture of you guys running away from that giant Pac-Man on your uh, homepage there. How was that done? Was that put in afterwards? Was it something that was... No, uh, it was a miserable day, actually. Uh, <laughs> they stuck us... <laughs> they rented some big ballroom, and they were trying all these pictures and everything, and they had this uh, giant fans, and uh, finally they decided that they we were supposed to run... Uh, like in place and look back and you know and that's what it turned and and actually in retrospect I guess it's you know it's real eighties kind of a thing and it's, it's kind of a cool picture I guess but it was just a long day of being you know when you have a, a record or when you're you know in in the in the storm, middle of the storm like that everybody wants to tell you what to do and they're grabbing you know it, it's that's the only downside to it I guess you know you just it's like you have no time to yourself. That's why you, people sometimes say stuff they shouldn't say, you know, and people get mad and criticize them. But uh, was that the record company wanting you to take that picture, or no? I think that was. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was a combination of our management people and the record company. I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like, interesting. So, and, and were you and uh, were you and Gary right next to each other, or were they taken individually? Or no, that was that was like that. We're you know we were supposed to run. They did a bunch of them. You know we were oh, exhausted at the end of the day. I mean it was just because it was hot that day and that's and crazy. Pains, uh, but uh, but you know and and then I, you know I have a question. So when you were on Dick Clark's show. Was that just a one and done? Like you, there's only one take. Dick Clark introduces you. You That's get it, it done. That's it. One take. Man. And yeah. and what was he like? He was great. Just nicest guy in the world. Uh, and really helped us out. He plugged our second single and our album on his national radio show. But uh, it was just it was a very frightening experience. You know, we're, Huey Lewis was there. Uh, oh, just man. read where he, where he lost his voice, which is awful. I just read that today. Anyway, Huey Lewis was there. Uh, a bunch of other acts, and what they did is, at that time, they would shoot, uh, they would shoot six shows, uh, three on Saturday and three on Sunday, I guess, and, uh, and then they would put them, you know, out. And uh, so we're in a the room. They had we had our own dressing room, you know, and everything's cool. We're at ABC, you know, and we're in there. And he comes. We hear him in the hallway, that famous voice, you know, and he walks in, and and he, we talk and everything. Well, we're sitting there, just, I mean, you know, we've grown up watching that show and. And we were just so uh, intimidated, you know. And he's sitting there, puts his feet up on the table, and we're talking. And he goes, "Yeah, well, we'll do. Okay, guys, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we'll do your first song, then we'll do a little interview. I'll ask you some questions, and you know." And he throws out a question to us, and we just sat there looking at him, you know. He goes, "Guys, <laughs> it's a television show, you know. You got you got to talk. <laughs> you got to answer and talk, you know." And so by the time we had to go out do the show, I was terrified out of my mind. <laughs> to do it and you know it just it was surreal and we we got through it but uh but it was great he was just a, a very nice very nice man and it was sad to see what happened you know his final days where he was sick and everything but right. uh, what an experience i love doing it yeah i heard huey lewis had Meniere's disease so like he, he has trouble hearing uh like some yeah i hear some days he he wakes up and he <clears throat> he, he can hear perfectly but other days most other days he has like static. It's it's an odd thing. I mean, what a terrible thing for a, boy, a guy with a voice like that. All those right. songs, and 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 suddenly he can't sing. I mean, I I have great sympathy for him. I man, that's just what a tough, what a tough thing uh, deal to be dealt. You know. I know oh, they're yeah. working on one more album. I don't know. Yeah, I think they finished. So. I think they finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I don't think they'll tour, but. 
I got to see him a few years ago. He's still got. He still had the pipes, man. The guys. Oh, I love those. I love those songs, man. It, it was just. I love that band. Killer. All right. Totally. Well, we're we're gonna be uh, respectful of your time because we know you. you yes. Given a lot us a lot already, and and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll probably hang out a little bit uh, after you go to hang with our chatters a little bit. But uh, do you have anything you'd like to say as a parting, you know, parting words to our guests? Um, or just do you want to say, hey, see you next time? <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in two years. Or, or just say, hey, get out of here. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate you having me on the show. I love uh, hanging with you guys. Yeah. And appreciate you talking about, about our stuff. And I just appreciate the people uh, out there, the audience. I don't know who all we got, but I appreciate uh, – uh, all of you out there, and uh, in any time I get a chance to meet people, I love. If I get up in that area, maybe we can uh, uh, hang out sometime. But uh, thank you for having me on the show, and I love I love talking to you guys. And uh, let's do it again sometime. You know, we will. In fact, we're going to have you on with our friend Jen May, who claims that she tried to track you down at Free Play Florida, but you had to go, and she wants your you oh. wants your autograph on a few things she has. I'd love to do it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's always you gotta go. It's the gotta go thing. But yeah. so you, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Actually, so. the, the thing in Florida—that's a lot. We'll talk about in the next show. I love being down there, but I did really have to go because we had to get back to Atlanta for some personal reasons, so I sure. couldn't stay a long time. But uh, yeah, we have to talk about some. You know, like where's the weirdest place you've ever performed? Pac-Man Fever. We'll have a, a whole new slew of question for you. Yes, I could talk. You know, to you guys. You know, fall asleep. <laughs> Well, we'll, we we would probably listen until we fell asleep. I got stories up, you know. I've actually done that. I've listened until I fell asleep. Like that has happened. That's when we were in Beverly Hills Hotel, and uh, what's the the singer? My baby does. Uh, uh, oh. What a beautiful girl! What's her name? She'd had a bunch of hits at the time. Anyway, we she's out. We heard her had her door open in the hotel, Beverly Hills Hotel, singing. Oh, Sheena yeah, we, Easton. Sheena Easton, yeah. Easton. Yeah, yeah, just a little girl, you know. And she was across across from us in the in a different. Oh, room. that's good because I thought it was my baby does the hanky panky. Uh, he was gonna sing <laughs> my, my, my baby takes the morning train. Ah, yeah, I always like that song. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got some more interesting stories. And all right, I, I can tell you, I had a I had a ghost in my room. I think. Ooh. Beverly oh. Hotel. You know what the Beverly Hills Hotel is? It's a famous oh. hotel. Yes. And there's the one that's actually on the Eagles. It's a picture on the Eagles album, uh, Hotel California. I think that's they use oh, that. Yeah, as yeah, it. yeah. But it was it was such a neat hotel to stay there because there's all these other famous people walking around. But I I woke up one morning and my window was open, you know, and it's like who opened that? And uh, I just felt you could feel like you know, and who knew who knew who had stayed in my room? You know, I don't know, but it was kind of a neat thing, you know. And it's like, uh, wow, you know, the ghost of. Uh, Hotel California. The Beverly Hills Hotel. Anyway, yeah, let's do yeah, let's do let's do another show. Yeah, it'd be great. All right, we'll see you in a little bit, Jerry. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you, guys. And Mike Thank Page, uh, before you go, real quick, this will be coming to you from Mike Page. Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. So. beautiful. And let me say, Merry Christmas to everybody. Oh yeah, Happy yes. Merry and, Christmas, uh, and have a safe time and a good holiday uh, time. You too. Hey, hey, Adam, before you start playing the outro music, I'm not the last. Play it. On I'm the a, last tab, I have a special see link you, for you. What's that? I have a special link for you to start playing outro music oh. on our last tab. 
Yes, this is special Jerry outro music. Oh, oh, we should play this for Jerry then. Yes, exactly. That's the point. It, it's in the chat. It, yeah, it's a, it's a SoundCloud link in the. You no, know, it's in the um, Sky trailer know. outro tab. In the. Oh, it's it, it's in the in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, go to the yeah. last tab in our show notes. All right, and then I I got it. It's like SoundCloud. I'm like, what? We don't do SoundCloud anymore. What is? Out, what are you we're about to. So this is a new one. Uh, this is a new. F- Fan-made outro track, huh? It, 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 it. Oh, I like this. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I like this. It's got. I love it. That is a Finnish version of your song. Finnish. Unbelievable. Who did that? Where did you find that? We'll, it's, we'll send you the link. It will send you the link. link. Yeah. Wolf Rami published it by Tujarama. I, I mean, I can't, I can't even, we can't even uh, sort of sue for lyrics because we can't understand it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> she could be saying anything in there. I don't right, know. Right, yeah, yeah. That is probably it could be the, a parody. That, and I'm going to put this in the chat for everybody, but we'll send it to you, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for being on the show. show. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jerry. So uh, that was fun. We should... Uh, he's looking for the hang-up button, I bet. He found it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that was fun, right? That was great. That was a good time. I love um, Jerry. He's good. He's a good guy. He is. It's nice of him to come back on. It's too bad he didn't have more time. That guy does not have enough time. I know, and that was a that was a tight hour, actually. So it was, but you know, job. we should also uh, uh, we should just have a little fun since we're we got a little time before nine o'clock. What do you think? Okay, so let's do what you've been working on because we had Brian tell us the story of his trailer getting stolen, Sorry which about totally that, sucks. Uh, you know, triumph of technology, but uh, failure of uh, society. <laughs> yeah, nice. and failure of law, law enforcement, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It happens. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little frustrating to me. It's like, where do your tax dollars go that when you report something, they can't have it come up on the computer when they well, run the plate? Well, that's the funny thing. Like, so they actually wrote a ticket. So they have those like little, you know, computers. They enter it in. So they yeah. have to enter the plate into the computer. Yeah. And then they print up a ticket in Minneapolis, like it's a it's a computer generated ticket. I'm just shocked that like if you put it there. No, so first of all, I'm shocked the computer systems aren't linked. But okay, they're yeah. not. No. Second one that I'm shocked about is if you see a trailer with a locked wheel sitting in an alley and nobody there knows what the hell's going on, you'd think the first thing the cops would do when they show up is go, hey. I wonder if this is stolen. Right. Let me check the reports from today. Right. Oh, look, there it is. Two hours ago, one mile from here. Right. But not cool. Uh, I, you know, and go ahead. No, that's fine. I just was clearing my throat. 
No, I mean, that wheel lock, <laughs> I think putting the chain on the wheel, that's like, that was the saving grace. That was the key. Yeah. Well, so totally. We've ha- so I was reading on how to secure trailers, and that was the one thing that kept coming up over and over is people said, chain the wheel to the suspension, and it's much less likely to get stolen. So we've been doing that for a while, and I, I do think that that's what, what changed it. They were probably dragging it down the road. And just hit a point where they're like, "What the hell is yeah. this noise? Bet, What's going on?" For all I, I bet their engine like started to overheat, and they were like, "Okay, we cannot do this. This isn't going to work." Well, here's the other interesting thing that um, so the guys from the shop. So we put the trailer to the shop. I got to head over there after the show and grab it because I'm not leaving it there overnight. Right now, we got to figure out some way of securing this in cameras. But we're unpacking some stuff today. One of the guys said, "Hey, I can't lock the door on the side of the trailer." Well, the door on the side of the trailer. Has has not fully locked. I mean, sorry, has been locked for like two years. We haven't oh. been able to open it. So I'm wondering if these guys actually like jimmied the door open, finally got our lock to open, which hasn't worked in you know two years. It's just like been stuck. And so I'm wondering if these guys got it open, looked inside, and were like, "Oh shit, we're not going to be." I mean, these are big objects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. What it was I mean, supposed to be in this trailer? I mean, I mean the, the first thing in the trailer is that giant Bloodstorm arcade, which <laughs> is a really cool-looking arcade and really rare, but not very popular. But it's, you know, I mean, it's a huge arcade game. Right. Right. So, so I, for the first ad for the show, I, I put it up on the on the uh, live thing. Because uh, you were talking about it, Brian, the picture of them running with the yeah. wind, wind machine. They talk about that in the book. Um but the funny thing is I colorized them and I didn't like where Pac-Man was placed in the original photo and that he had an eyeball because it reminds me like in the 80s, everyone put an eyeball on Pac-Man. He doesn't have any eyes. No, he can't see. No. And <laughs> he's doing it by smell. God damn it. Exactly. And when you see that black eye in the middle of Pac-Man, it's like it reminds me of the of the of the monologue in Jaws where the guy's like. He has a doll's eyes. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's so creepy. Pac-Man with eyes is creepy. So, just that. Anyway, I this is just opinion. Mark, what were you working on this week? Uh, well, let's see. I I, I picked up my Snoopy um, kids ride thing. Uh, which is you know it's made by a company out of England. I wonder where Coin Op Warehouse. Uh, attains these things. I, I I feel like he he gets like a, a whole shipping container full of them, and um, I I finally got it after about three weeks of after purchasing it and eventually getting it fast and all over here, and it's pretty cool. You put in money and then like uh, a voice says you know hey put in another quarter because you, you know you're not yet there and then and then it tells you to sit down and don't get out and. Don't yeah. be an adult and get in here. And then it plays like, you know, all. I mean, it's it's great. I've never actually owned a kid's, you know, sort of riding toy or riding arcade if machine. If it's Snoopy, though, shouldn't it be like, wah, 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 Exactly. <laughs> no, no. This is a version of Snoopy's Doghouse that apparently is a race car. Um, they made a later version of it where it played the old, you know, da, 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 da song. But this is version one. And the funny part about it is when when it's done pretending to be a race car, there's like the sound of uh, tires skidding and then it stops. And so it's pretty cool. Like, I, I'm impressed. 
with nice. whoever whoever designed this thing. That's very cool. I just need to clean it up and you know straighten it out. And it's red. It looks like it looks like a miniature version of the Kitty Rama Kitty Rama movie hut that I have. And oh, yeah. so I thought yeah. it would be kind of fun to put them next to each other. Well, I got I got new uh, Adams Arcade tokens in the works. Oh, new new like additional like a, a new run of them or yeah, brand new run. So, or are um, you running low? Or like what happened exactly? Oh yeah, people steal them all the time. Of course, it's I have terrible. Some. <laughs> I've got a couple buckets here. Yeah. So, oh, like, I don't know about buckets. One of my friends like ah, oh, I have like a handful of your tokens. <laughs> like, I'm hey, sorry. dude, those cost money. I put signs up. Put them back. <laughs> I no, uh, it's uh, you have to order a minimum of five thousand tokens. So I'm, I guess I'm missing probably a couple hundred. It's not a big deal. Oh, but uh, I wanted a new token uh, because um, I, you know, I'm kind of just I was never satisfied with the original token. So, uh, and I, it, it was a Tron bike. The original original token was a Tron bike. And uh, it was, you know, an early drawing of mine of that I had done for a different blog that I was doing. And, uh, yeah, so it... it, uh, Is there a different logo now, maybe? Something... No, it's actually... It's still the same (laughs) logo. What's that? (laughs) Was there a different logo? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it was like your other logo. Are we still on the air? I don't know. we, We definitely are. It's it's just descending gradually. Oh, people are just like giving up. No, it's not. It's not that. No, no, no. I I meant (laughs) we're going down. Comment wise, our our our, our discussion here is. I'm putting it up right now. It's that's the new logo. So oh, I'm missing it. Where where are you putting it up at? Uh, It's currently covering our all of our faces. Oh, it is okay. Here's the live chat. Oh, look at this. Yeah, isn't that nice? Wow, I can't see it, but okay. I, it's funny because we're on like a. It's, there we go. We're on like a twenty-second delay that tonight. It's worse than other nights for some reason. So there, there it is. RK Jason has a question: How much does five thousand tokens cost? Uh, yeah, it costs. You can find out by going to Tokens <laughs> Direct uh, oh, and okay. ordering your own. <laughs> Well, there's different depending on what you do, right? Like they have like stock tokens, they have like art on one side, but like there's some things that you can do to like increase the cost, decrease right. the cost. So right? I can break it down. It's uh, it's it's kind of expensive. Uh, you know, you're it's less than some arcade games. Um, but five thousand tokens is the minimum. So this game token non-negotiable thing that's a that's a stock uh, design they have. So you can pick from a bunch of those. Like they'll say. Uh, game token or they'll say uh, non-negotiable or they'll say uh, no cash value things that you remember being on the back of a token as a kid i just happen to like this design because it reminds me of other arcades Um, then i put my my logo on it and you can see that it's shaded there's three shades uh black uh dark gray and then a light gray and then there's a white and that's what helps determine uh uh when you do a multi-level die um so that you get like shading and stuff. So I made it sort of look like the trail is going to be like a gradient. So when it comes out, this is all going to be brass, obviously. But all the white space will be shiny. Uh, all the black space will be raised. Uh, and then you go down from there with the different colors. 
Uh, a raised die is around 375 bucks, and then a minimum order of tokens is uh, somewhere in the range of 650, 700 bucks. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and if, wow. you want, if you want to do two sides, you're going to end up paying a lot more. And you don't want to put a date on it normally. Uh, I put a date because I thought it'd be really freaking cool to have an Adams Arcade 2020 token. Yes. Um, and and it's sort of an iconic year. It's a, uh, I mean, this is the future now, right? So, right. Twenty one twenty one. You will not live for that one. Yeah. Twenty eighty four. Not gonna make it. No. So maybe I don't know. <laughs> but you know, twenty twenty. I just thought, and when I was a kid, one of the coolest things I thought was Chuck E. Cheese tokens had the date on them, which uh, and, and the place. So Burnsville, Minnesota, uh, nineteen eighty two. So that's where I decided to do. Oh. Golden Valley, Minnesota, 2020. And um, yeah, so I'm making these tokens. Uh, if you do like a, just a two level uh, and the die charge is cheaper, you can sometimes negotiate with them. Um, if you do, if you have an arcade and you want to actually make these tokens, they're a lot cheaper because you can do them in bulk. Um, but I did look at having them done overseas, uh, which is way cheaper. And I think they use cancer for the metal. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? pretty sure that that's what they use because <laughs> uh when i got i actually had some made some proofs made and uh the proofs came back and they were like uh dusted brass instead of uh uh a nice other brass color so uh you know so that's why i'm i'm making tokens man making tokens nice so nice. steve murky had a question about the iowa auction oh uh so I'll be right back. Uh, just asking kind of what the prices were like and what the games are like. It was actually an interesting selection. I was down there. I posted a video to the Paradise Arcade Shop um, Facebook page. If you want to see what was there, I walked around the auction. Prices were really mixed. Um, you know, there's a few games that went for what you'd expect them to go for, kind of high Craigslist, high Facebook prices. And there's a few games that got out of there for a lot less than I expected them to. Um, the blood, examples. the bloodstorm. So the bloodstorm I got for two hundred bucks. Oh, and an original dedicated bloodstorm cabinet. I mean, it's not a very popular game. It's it's a kind of a broken fighter. Right. But the actual dedicated cabinet is incredibly uncommon, and I would have expected it to go for more like three, four, five hundred bucks. And it, it literally they shut it down at two hundred. Um, there are a couple of new stern uh, premium level pins that went for under six thousand. Uh, one went for fifty eight hundred bucks, um, and then uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other good examples. There was a lot of centipedes there. It was actually funny how many centipedes were there, and they were going all over the place based on quality. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, I mean, I came back with um, I think I picked up a police drift. I think right. <laughs> you like, think you don't even can know? I, can I remember what I bought? <laughs> I, I bought a race driving cockpit. I thought you already had one of those. Or 300. I have the uprights and I have the cockpit. Oh, okay. Just, you know, I really needed one of those for 300. Um, I got the Bloodstorm for 200 and I got a Police Trainer 2 for, I think, 250 bucks. I know a guy who's looking for one of those. A Police Trainer 2? Yeah. Oh, I got the dedicated one. It's kind of a cool machine. Yeah, right. he's, he's an ex cop. So uh, I just wanted to show the difference between the two tokens. So okay. this is the current one. Um, that I have. You can see it's multi-level. It's got some shading. It's nice and shiny, 
right? Yep. It's pretty right. sweet. I, 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 I like them. They turned out pretty good for my first try. And this is, uh, this is the proof I got back from China. It's a totally different material. It's like dusted. It's only one level. It's hard to see the logo. It's not shiny. The the particles rub off on your hands. You don't like it? so you don't like that one? No, it's lighter too. So it's not made with the same materials. Right. It's, it's like uh <laughs> Yeah, it's like potted metal or something. Interesting. Like they made those. Yeah, it's just not as good. So if you hold them side by side, you see you'll you'll see the difference in color. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the reflection, like look at that. The polish is totally different. Yeah. So oh, come on. So what are you gonna do? I mean, is it already have you already pulled the trigger on that or on the what Chinese ones? No. Chinese yeah. samples. Those yeah. are just samples I got. So right. I just politely declined. Because oh. it would be half the cost, but it'd also be like people would be probably getting some sort of disease from this metal. It's not pretty. You get syphilis or <laughs> sniffles? <laughs> I mean the sniffles. The sniffles. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I almost so, fell out of my chair when Bob did that. <laughs> so, so our arcade Jason tells me that upright in the in the cockpit race driving are completely different uh, PCBs and they're completely different monitors, which is one hundred percent true. Didn't know it before I bought it. Not sure what to do with the upright now. So, no. yeah. fun, fact. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, if you need anything fact checked uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, RK Jason's your man. Right. Cancer so. tokens. They come with polonium on them, right? <laughs> I don't know what they come I mean, this it, it worries me. Like, I wanted to go polish it on my wheel, and I wasn't sure if I should even do that. They taste sweet. Maybe they're lead. <laughs> I, I'm You're, not putting that in my mouth. Polish it on your wheel. <laughs> the other thing you can't see uh, on the camera is the die is cut to precision on the U.S. token. Uh, so they're using some sort of laser cutting, you know. Yeah. And then... Uh, on the Chinese one, it's like it looks like it was hand cut. Like there's, it's rounded edges. It's not as clean, or they just don't have as nice machinery. There's some guy with a Dremel tool going, oh, shh. yeah, or yeah. Or, the, or a little child maybe. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I would say don't waste your money. You know, paying for a die in China. That's my yeah. advice to the people right. wanting to do that. People ask me like. Well, so I have a question for you guys. What's the most absurd thing you do in your arcade? Like, I, I have a giant neon sign I paid for. I know Steve Murky has one. <clears throat> I also have tokens, and all my stuff runs on tokens. I'm a, I'm a big fan of running the games on coins. Uh, what is the weird thing that, or what's the thing that people ask you about your arcade that's, uh, or something unusual that you think you do? I think it's, I put uh, all the times I go to Grinkfest into a frame and and hang them up very cool i actually love that that's pretty cool that's cool and, and right. i'm that always a, worried they're gonna fall off though are, are all <laughs> those green fests including the enterprise uh no the enterprise falcon and it are uh, separate proto hype was like a one-off that we had at cax a okay. few years ago but i have green fest three through seven up there sweet <clears throat> I'd ask Brian what yeah. what's unusual about his arcade. <laughs> but, I, well, I think it's everybody just comes over and can't get enough of Exterminator. <laughs> or, I I mean, the gun range is pretty impressive. The gun range is a little different, but I didn't really do that. <laughs> no. I don't know if there's anything that I've done in the arcade that people go, oh, I can't believe you 
did this. I like your hmm. Armitage's arcade uh, sign. That is nice. This is actually so. This was really fun. Um, so for those that don't know, I uh, was working down in Faribault, which is about forty-five minutes south of Minneapolis. Three years ago, I started an orthopedic practice down there, and then over the years, it's kind of grown a little bit. But I finally left the clinic down there, so I'm not working down in Faribault anymore. My last day was uh, Wednesday, yesterday. And the staff there, one of them does string art, and so they all got together and made this sign for me. She tried to do fluorescent inks. The white actually glows and the yellow glows, but none of the other colors glow. But it's, I mean, it's amazingly intricate, and the number of nails, I mean, there's like a few hundred nails in this thing to do the art. It's crazy. Um, and it was really cool. Like, they, I won't turn it around now, but they all signed the back. There's a picture on my Facebook page, and they just wrote little messages. So it's, it's you know, kind of a fun uh, gift going away. And I will say, whoever painted this, I need them to paint some cabinets, because this paint job is, like, freaking flat and perfect. <laughs> it's amazing how consistent it is. It's not just a piece of melamine? No, it's not. This is actually... So this is, like some type of wood it's not even plywood it's like a it's Idea. it looks like a pine board that is incredibly wide um and this surface is painted black huh. uh she wrapped it around the edges but i mean it is i mean you look and i mean it's just flush i don't know if you guys can see the reflection on there but it's like you see the reflection of the light back yeah, here can. Yeah. like literally like that's the whole thing is that smooth it looks like melamine so, yeah so I shared in the chat a link to this neon that I recognized when I saw the sign. And so click on that and tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, something That's hilarious. She must have gotten it from there, yeah. Yes. That was probably her inspiration. There you go. Where, That's awesome. Let me just check this out. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So you can so it's too bad maybe you can have them make you a an actual neon version of it. Since you have a prototype next to you I on do. your left. <laughs> well, you what know, they, it's kind of funny. I mean, like, they really, it's, I, I will say, um, not that any of them ever listen to this show. Right. Uh, really, some of the most amazing people I've worked with. So, uh, this is, it was a lot of fun. And this was a neat surprise. Like, I had no idea they were doing this. They, I'm, I'm getting ready to go grab lunch. And they're like, hold on, you can't leave. Oh. <laughs> You know, if you guys are interested in doing uh, neon, I would highly recommend. And I have a, a Chinese supplier for this, but uh, there's a company that does LED neon, which is it's not actual neon gas tubing. It's it's plastic LED tubing. So it, first of all, it'll last probably longer than gas neon. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make a lot of noise and it uses way less power and it's way brighter. And uh, so I had uh, some Pac-Man and ghosts made out of that a while back because they already made a ghost. So I bought four ghosts in blue, and then I had a yellow Pac-Man commissioned to go along with it with no eye. And um, yes. and so it look it's really bright. They, they hang above my pinball, and I get a lot of compliments on them. But I'm thinking about doing another neon. <clears throat> Not that I need any more neons, but I love the neon. Yeah, at a certain point, neons are just, how much brighter do I want this room to be? Right. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> I was thinking I might sell my bud light. Oh, my, no. Yeah, my bud really? My, yeah, it's really bright. Yeah. So, and it's new old stock. I don't know. I can't, yeah. I can't get rid of can't, it. can't it's, fit it in your bar. There's no space for it. No. It, it hangs about above the stairwell? Tapper. It hangs above Tapper. It, 
It, right. It, it, I feel like it belongs there. Yeah, it's it kind of it's probably gonna have to stay there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget about this talk. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget you know? about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you want to do to your arcade that you haven't done? Open one that people can come in and pay me money. I mean, you know. <laughs> do you, Do you really want to do that, Mark? I mean, is that a? Oh yeah, hell, hell yeah. We, uh, you know, we have plans for that. So it's just a matter of location and build. So, or you know, if in the case of a, you know, where we have an existing building, you know, adapting it. So. Well, Brian and I have discussed maybe doing something like that. Yeah, I mean, me and Aaron, who, do, who archaeology. I mean, between us, we have about four hundred and something, four hundred and fifty games. So it should be pretty. Shouldn't be a big deal about games. It's just more about what's the experience, what's everything look like. It's a lot know. of work to get all those games working. You're gonna have to hire Jason to come out there. Uh, well, I mean, he just had a hundred of them at the uh, Houston Arcade Expo, and I think seventy-five of mine all are tested and working. So, closing in on a lot that that are in working condition, and I just got the Snoopy ride. So, and by the way, I no adults fit into that, but I still got into it. You know, like you can. (laughs) There'll be a picture later. That's pretty funny. (laughs) I love it. What do you say we wrap this thing up? Wrapping up. It's nine o'clock. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, I uh, I better turn up the outro music. The real outro music. Yes. Is that good? Does that sound good? Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for listening again on the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Like us on Facebook at Arcade Radio. Our checks out semi-regularly updated blog at arcaderadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. Call and leave comments just like Bob Zarzadek. Or questions on the game line at 612-548-GAME. And that's 4263 in case you can't spell game. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click on the notification bell so you know when we're streaming live. It's right there. Like the show and subscribe. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are sold. More will be coming. Please stand by. That's going to be it for now. From the Arcade Radio team, we hope you had a great time, and we'll see you on the next episode of the show. Episode 6! Episode 6 of Season 4! Hey, are you guys watching Watchmen? Oh my god, I love it. Us so good. One left. Oh, I am in a prison. Oh, did you watch the the last week's episode? Oh my god. We have, don't even get me started about Disney Plus and the Mandalorian. We haven't even talked about Oh my gosh. Mandalorian's pretty good, except for that episode that last one was a little bad whatever the last one was good the one before was kind of oh really yeah the one where he goes in and saves the town that was directed by ron howard's daughter is a horrible episode bryce no no i I feel like the one with uh (laughs) the last one was kind of (laughs) except for that they were in mos eisen 
That was kind of oh fun. Oh my god, we could, this, we could do a whole episode of just us talking about the Disney Plus shows. So. <laughs> oh, I should probably so hang up. If you don't have a host, then no problem. <laughs> I'm hanging. I'm gonna hang up the show. Hang up. See you guys. Thanks for. Was that it? That's it.